Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, a game 12 months in the making. How close to 100% will Mahomes be on Sunday? And who can alter... Their reputation the most. Special guests include Pete Sweeney at 11, Rob Collins at 1. Now two guys who'd give up both their ankles for a Chiefs win on Sunday. Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. If there's one thing we've established, like, if anything, you, you've been willing to give up body parts before. You've been willing. I feel like you've I been willing to do that. that. Well, you've, you've told us how you valued at least your body uh, a yeah, little bit more. Yeah, that's probably true. If there was anybody on this show, I feel like that would give up, you know, a limb or something for... For someone, how much is he paying? You. Also, I'm the last person on earth. He here's the, here's the problem, Gold. And that's like an alcoholic trying to donate their liver. Like <laughs> Cody and his foot issues and the ankles. I'm not really sure if anybody would be willing to it's accept true. the super bone. Maybe that would be a good thing for him. Give him extra powers. He's already extra got the powers. <laughs> he's already got the athletic spine, right? The most athletic spine ever, according to uh, his trainer. I don't even know what that means, but we've talked I about it. the athletic spine. You know, none of us have it. Mahomes does. He doesn't have a super bone, though. He does not. He does not have a super bone. Uh, it is Red Friday, though, man. It is Red Friday in Kansas City. And as Nick said, this is ha- this is a 12-month-in-the-making type of football game on Sunday out at Arrowhead. I mean, we consider what happened out at Arrowhead in the AFC title game a year ago. You're thinking, and we, we saw it even in, at the game, people were looking on their phones, booking flights, or at least looking at them, to head out to L.A. for the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are up 18 you're feeling great at halftime. People are high-fiving each other in the concourse, and then we all know what happened in the second half, and you're kind of just slouched in your seat at Arrowhead, just stunned and sitting there after an overtime loss, and now you actually have a chance to face the exact same team, virtually the same roster for Cincinnati, and a chance to send them home early and for you to get to another Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. It's your biggest villain right now. Forget the AFC West, who you've tortured for years and have no bearing in this conversation. Cincinnati stood in your way last year. They stood in your way of history, which would have been three consecutive Super Bowl appearances for Patrick Mahomes in just four years as a starter. That was on the table last year, a huge second half lead, like you said. And then you got the mini chance at redemption, which is the regular season game. And I'm not saying the chiefs didn't want to win that game. Obviously they did, but this is the one they care about. They don't care about losing to Buffalo in the regular season. It doesn't hurt their feelings that they lost to Cincinnati in the regular season. They finished with the best record. They're the number one seed. And for the fifth consecutive Arrowhead Invitational, they're sitting at home with a chance to go to their third Super Bowl in four years. To me, that part of it increases the legacy that is the single greatest start for a quarterback in his NFL career. All the things. He's going to have two MVPs. He already has a Super Bowl win. 
and a chance for a five years as a starter to appear in three Super Bowls and to do it against a team that people currently want to crown over you. That part of it feels like it's got weight to me. It's they want to put Joe Burrow ahead of you, and you have a chance in this game to tell them, I don't think so. Yeah, it's not often in sports where the very next year you have a chance to immediately shut down everything that was built up for a calendar year because of what happened a year ago, because of what happened in the regular season. I mean, I've even told you I thought Cincinnati for the last two months has been the best team in, in the AFC, if not the best team in football. You have a chance to shut all of that down. You have a chance to to end any of the 3-0 and and 4-0 and talk. All of that doesn't I wouldn't matter. care about any of it. I wouldn't care about the 3-0 and talk anymore. It'd mean nothing to me. You go, wow, you won three games, two in the regular season. Good job, Joe. Would matter. You sometimes have a chance to go ahead the next year and get yourself into a big football game, get yourself in maybe to a Super Bowl if you're fortunate enough, but you don't usually have a chance to do it against the same team that sent you home in the same game. It's not like they're playing each other in the wild card round, playing each other in the divisional round. This is the AFC title game. It also is at the exact same venue. Don't have to worry about the neutral site discussion stuff that we were doing for weeks and weeks. Like All that ends, and you don't want to have the door open completely to the conversation also individually, right? Legacy from an individual standpoint. We've already seen it happen this week talking about, you know, hey, Joe Burrow, if he wins, is he better than Patrick Mahomes? All this crazy. Which I still think is ludicrous. 100% with you, but that conversation will dominate the offseason and the national talking heads will, will have a field day with it. If you want to shut all that down, that's another thing. If you're a Chiefs fan and you're annoyed already with this week by some of those conversations, even more incentive, not that you need it, even more incentive to get the win on Sunday night at Arrowhead. I think about all the big things at play because you could be one of 13 quarterbacks of all time with multiple Super Bowl wins. There aren't that many head coaches either, by the way. So Andy Reid would get to enter an exclusive group of coaches to win multiple Super Bowl championships. And to me, winning the second one, so getting through this game, winning this AFC championship game, getting past Cincinnati, giving yourself a chance at the Super Bowl, gives yourself all the ability to Ever question again, the read the teams and the quarterbacks we question are the ones who only have one Super Bowl. When they get two, we stop asking questions about like, are you going to try to get some more? You know, do you mind? Because we understand that when you get to three Super Bowls, you're talking about one. You'd be one of five. You put yourself in even more exclusive company. I love that it's against Cincinnati from this perspective. I'll openly admit you and I both said I'd have preferred Buffalo because, well, we're fans, right? We host a show. I want the easiest possible path. If you could promise me the Jets in the wild card round and divisional round <laughs> and the and the AFC title game, I'll take it, right? I'll take the bad teams and just move on. I thought Buffalo was weaker than Cincinnati. I was hoping they'd win the game so they'd get the weaker of the opponents. But you have a chance to put a real stamp on this thing because it's Cincinnati. They're at their best. They have Chase. They have Burrow. They're coming off of maybe their most impressive win of the entire season considering who was against and how easily they won that game. And you have a chance to just put their season to bed. All that build up, And then, oh yeah, let's add in the fact that Patrick Mahomes is dealing with a bum ankle, a high ankle sprain, as we know, even though the, yeah. the news continues to get better as the week goes on. And because of that, we've even seen more line movement in Vegas. Uh, the chiefs are now one and a half point favorites. I told you though, I, I kind of preferred the underdog. I bet it while it was plus two. Feeling good about that decision. I, I prefer the underdog mentality a little bit. It's not often in Kansas City over the last five years that you can talk about the Chiefs being dogs. It's only the second time, as we know, that Mahomes is is an underdog 
uh, and at home that is, and it's the first time in a playoff game. Like I, I enjoyed that, and I, I know that from the outside, uh, some fans I think have kind of enjoyed that as well, being the team that people maybe are counting out a little bit, even though they're they're moving towards the favorite now for the game. I still think if you you I think most people think Cincinnati's better nationally, yeah, most but that is the common thought, and that's not a normal spot that the Chiefs are in, and I I kind of like it. It all has this build up when you, you think about what could actually happen on Sunday night. Going in, people are doubting you. People are, are maybe ready to crown Cincinnati as the big dogs, as Joe Mixon said, uh, in the AFC. All of that, and then you add in it's a Mahomes opportunity with the bum ankle to go out and put together maybe an all-time type of performance Sunday night. Well, that's the thing. The ankle does matter because Mahomes does more stuff on the run as a passer than anyone in the NFL. James Palmer put out the stat, second in the NFL, 116 passes on the run, first in the NFL in passing yardage on the run, most pass attempts outside of the tackles, number one in the NFL, and the most extended pass attempts, as in four or more seconds, in the NFL as well. Now, I could pull up the pocket stats for you. Turns out he leads in a lot of those categories, too. The difference is he doesn't lead in, like, yardage or attempts from the pocket as much from everyone else as he does efficiency. But his ability to run is something we have come to know in the, play- known to the playoffs really, really well. The thing I can't the, the thing I can't get over is like I think on Monday I was probably being a little hyperbolic when I'm like, ah, he'll be fine. Ankle's good. And then you start watching him actually practice. And I know at first we were just breaking down tape of him stepping off a stage. So maybe we were taking a little too far. But then when you actually watch him in practice, I'm like, he looks fine. And then anybody who's around the team, he's like, no, he looks normal. He's just like running around and it's fine. I'm like, is he okay? Like, he had a high ankle sprain on Saturday. He's, he's fine? Everything's good here? Because Again. if it is, then you really are in trouble. That was one of the, the advantages on the field I thought Cincinnati had, where I think Kansas City has multiple advantages in other parts. Mahomes' ankle was something I think they should have almost been hoping was still going to limit him in some way, and I'm not sure that it is. So the the noise that's come out this week about, you know, the the ankle and, and the positive news and all that, like, I don't think it impacts Cincinnati directly as much in terms of, like, what is said during the week. You and I discussed this yesterday. Like, would you be better off keeping things even closer to the vest? Look, Cincinnati is game planning as if Patrick Mahomes is playing. We've all known that all week. So I don't think there's any advantage or disadvantage. Finish the game against Jacksonville, so. By, by them saying what they've said publicly or, or the, the practice video or anything like that. Um, but Patrick Mahomes even acknowledged, like, he's not 100% sure what he will be able to do out there until he actually tries to do it. It's one thing to go through practice, but what happens when uh, Trey Hendrickson is out there running full steam at you and you've got to make a cut or you've got to run towards the sideline and, and make a throw that we see him do all the time? Are you still able to do that? Uh, that's the kind of stuff that we're not going to see until Sunday night. But I'm with you where, as the week has gone on, how have you not been more optimistic about what his level of performance is going to be? Like, I, I don't, we know it's not 100%. He's, not gonna, he's got a high ankle sprain. He's not going to be 100%. But to what extent can he get uh, to, to 100? Is, is he getting, you know, Nick told us we should ban talking about percentages. He said no math allowed on the show. But can he get to like 85% of what he is? Uh, here we go again. <laughs> you don't want the percentages. Oh, man. What we we, say, we decided stars? on the bagel. Oh, the, the everything bagel. How many no, pieces of it? Will I we didn't decide on that. You said okay. No. I also don't like everything bagels. I don't, no, I'm yeah, not a big sometimes fan. Sometimes too much onion, too no. much poppy seed. You know what? Well, see, I like the poppy seed. Well, bagel. I will not stand oh, okay. for uh, for everything bagel slander on this show right now. There's no need for it. I don't like the everything bagel. It has like yeah, you like a plain bagel, though. No, I said poppy seed. Plain or poppy seed, a little plain bagel toasted with some butter on it. No cream cheese. We're good to go. No can cream you cheese? Compare, yeah. Can you <sighs> compare the, the remaining four head coaches in the playoffs Ooh. to a mm. uh, different flavor of bagel. Interesting. Cool. It depends on how much you like uh, Zach Taylor. 
Because if you don't think he's a really good coach, you're just going to call him like the cinnamon raisin bagel and just just really. Bad. I, I, I could go for a nice cinnamon raisin. <laughs> you like every a now cinnamon and then. raisin yeah, bagel? Yeah, absolutely. I don't like the overly sweet bagel. I got to be real careful in that. Andy's the everything bagel. You can do it all. Doesn't matter the team. I don't want to. I don't want to have to break down the rest of this. Yeah, let's not. Let's not continue with that. With you don't want to figure out if Kyle Shanahan is Asiago cheese before we talk about Mahomes' ankle some more. Yeah, I think. I think we can. We can let the listeners uh, give us their bagel breakdowns on the text line. We'll read them out maybe a little bit later on. I when I look at what like you're saying, like, hey, we won't really know what's happened, and yet I can just assume that we could play that cut over a video of Mahomes doing a 360 spin to avoid a pass rusher to hit a dart to you know. Juju Smith-Schuster for a first down because there is a certain amount of clear will that even when he's not feeling good, he'll do Mahomes things. I look back in that last game when he is hopping on one foot for the first down run, and when he hops on the one foot, the only hit he took in the second half, when he throws that touchdown to MVS, to me, even if he's not 100%, he's still Mahomes. Even if there's like a little bit of limitation in the moment when he has to, when the, when the moment calls for it, I'm still pretty sure Patrick Mahomes regardless of how his ankle feels, will do something spectacular because that's what he's done this entire time. Yeah, if there's any quarterback that's going to can play at a, a a certain level, not near where he typically is, but still make the crazy play, the crazy throw. I mean, that that's where you're confident. Patrick Mahomes is still the best position to be able to do so. We joked about you know the the athletic spine stuff earlier on in the week, and, and that's something that his trainer, even Bobby Stroopin, pointed out as the most athletic spine that he's ever seen from an NFL player. Like that actually does matter in this game because Mahomes is used to making the weird body body angles and throws, not just the arm angle, but his entire body might be might twisted a certain way, and he's still making plays. So if you have a a, a bad ankle and you're not going to be able to put the normal body weight on said ankle, whatever it may be, he's more capable of making that kind of throw. Uh, or in his case, sometimes it might even be like a little flick of the wrist, uh, just dumping it off to somebody. We, we, like, we even saw in the regular season this year the, the touchdown to Jarek McKinnon where he, in a span of one game, he made two basketball type of plays that resulted in touchdowns. It was against Cincinnati in the regular season this year where he made the Air Mahomes play. Now, I don't know if he's going to be capable of doing that on that ankle. Uh, that was ridiculous. I hate the moments that I can't appreciate as much because they come in losses. I should probably yeah. just take that out of it because obviously that's an incredibly cool play. It's like, do I have to, it's like the Grim Reaper thing. It's like, do I have to, do I have to soften it because they lost the game? Or if it's a regular season one, we don't care. It was a cool play. So let's just talk about it like a cool play. He was on with Carrington, I think two weeks ago. He said his favorite play of the year was the McKinnon one. I think when you go back and watch that, you're like, I don't even know how you did that. It was impressive. McKinnon was still alert on that play too. As much as Mahomes, of course, gets the credit for it as he should. But the fact that McKinnon was still expecting that the ball might come his way, it was actually pretty impressive on that touchdown pass as well. I just go back through, like, and I've, I kept going back through. Like, I was going back through the box scores, and I was watching parts of the game because I'm like, what keeps happening against Cincinnati? And in, in some of it is, in the game, the one thing I don't want to forget about the AFC Championship game in regards to Mahomes last year is, for seemingly no reason, with absolutely nothing behind it, Patrick Mahomes had his worst NFL half of football maybe ever. Like, it didn't even make sense. Like, it still defies logic to me. Played really good football in the first half. Had played really, he'd played perfect in the divisional round against Buffalo. He was coming off another great season. He's the MVP again this year. It's like, all he has to do is avoid, you know, like, falling apart. And then we're going to be okay here. And I know that the ankle part of that, like, yeah, I'm going to be worried the first time, like, some pressure gets around him and he gets taken down to the ground and I'm going to want to see the way he stands up so that I'm not worried 
this is the time that another ankle injury is coming or he's going to have to battle through it. But at the very least, he's staying in the game. He was in a fight on the sidelines with every single member of the coaching staff begging to go back into that game. And he's openly admitted after. He's like, I know they made the right call. I know I have to go get x-rays, but I didn't want to. I wanted to play. And then you could see after he came back and the x-rays were negative, he's like, you're going to put me back in? Even though they knew and he knew he was going to be incredibly limited on that ankle. So even if he gets a little bit, you know, dinged up in the game from the ankle, I'm still pretty sure he'll do some spectacular things because he played pretty well in that second half, even though his ankle was bad. Is it weird, though, with all the focus that's been on the ankle, understandably so, every radio hit you've done across the country as well, the first question everybody asks about is, all right, where are we at with the ankle for Mahomes, right? But there are so many other things in a way now because of the optimism we've gotten news-wise that I think you can be more concerned about heading in the game than even the ankle at this point. That's because of what you just said, that you still expect. It's where where we're at with Patrick Mahomes in his career. You still expect... Mahomes to do something amazing on Sunday. Yeah. I think there's other areas you should actually still be more concerned about than just the, the ankle for Patrick Mahomes at this point. Now, Monday, top priority for me was was the ankle of Patrick Mahomes. But as the updates have come throughout the week, I still think we should be focusing on, all right, how are they getting their first sack finally in a playoff game of Joe Burrow? Is Chris Jones going to get his first playoff How are they going to guard Jamar Chase? All, all of that, to me, is far more pressing considering week 13 where Joe Burrow was essentially perfect. I think it was Nick Bolton earlier this week that said, he didn't make a mistake. We have to force him to make a mistake. Are they able to actually force that mistake this go-around? That is going to be more important, honestly, at this point for me. It feels like a season-long conversation sure. from, from a forced mistake perspective. I still, like, it's such a weird year, and I don't know. Like, obviously, we don't think, I don't think they're going to lose this game. We'll give our predictions later in the show, but it's, like, when I look at this year, I feel like I'm torn between two things. Everything on paper should tell you that this team's winning a Super Bowl. They have the league's MVP. They had the league's best record. They're in the AFC title game again, hosting it on their home field. They have a Hall of Famer at tight end. They have one of the league's best offensive lines. They were second in the NFL in sacks. What about that is not supposed to give me confidence, right? All of those things put it's just, together. It's just Cincy, right? It's just because this this particular just, football team. Yes, it's just the Cincinnati Bengals part of it. You're right. Because they've been a thorn in their side. And I've seen other players be thorns in the sides of greatness. I've seen Eli Manning get to Tom Brady a couple of times. Hell, I've seen Joe Flacco get to Tom Brady a couple of times. And it's annoying when you're like, why is this team your kryptonite? I just kind of want to put that to bed on, on, on Sunday so we don't have to have that conversation anymore. The, the actual, again, I think the, the actual kryptonite would be the, the, the offensive line of Cincinnati against this defensive front for Kansas City. I, I still think as much as we say it's Mahomes' kryptonite is Joe Burrow, well, we, we compare it that way, but they're not they, playing. They're never on the field. They're not the same playing time. each other head to head. It is why is this defense's kryptonite Joe Burrow? And I think that's actually more accurate. I know Mahomes had the, the bad first, the bad second half, as we know, in the AFC title game. But if we go to the three matchups, the the one common theme has more so been how does this defense find a way to get the necessary stops? Where's the where's the tackling at defensively for this team? We all saw the Jamar Chase play where there was four Chiefs players essentially with, you know, right right there seemingly to make a tackle and they were unable to make the play. Like that kind of stuff is the kryptonite for whatever reason against Cincinnati. A team that right now Kansas City in the last three or four weeks has actually tackled much better than they had going back to week 13. If you look at the last three or four games, they've actually been a much better tackling team. Does that continue against Cincinnati? Because there were times where I still think Kansas City was right there. I don't want to watch right a Jamar there. Chase place any, play anymore where four Chiefs defenders are around Jamar they, Chase. They were positioned. This is where sometimes I, I don't always get the, the Spags criticism because I still think sometimes the scheme is there. The, guy, the guys are there, but you have to go and make the play. you got to make the tackle. And 
if they make a tackle on that particular play, the Chiefs get the ball back. Who knows if we're having a different conversation about three and zero? Are we not even? Where are we saying? Oh, they're two and one, and it's a way different deal. Well, yeah, of course we are. The conversations around it differently, but you can see based on way how quickly those lines were moving and where the public sentiment is. I think for the most part, if you ask people around the league, they think this is going to be a Philadelphia Cincinnati Super Bowl because they still think the Chiefs are flawed because of the turnover issues or some of the things that normal winning teams don't do. Massive special teams mistakes, turnover issues, whatever. I don't know. I have a hard time thinking. I told you yesterday, and I still feel this way. This is a Patrick Mahomes over my dead body game. He's just not going to let them lose is how I feel about what's going to happen on Sunday. They're going to get out there, and I don't care about his ankle or what's lined up or what Joe Burrow does on the other side. He's just going to win the game for them. I have a question for you, though. Uh, I think you, you told us last week you would have more scoop for us. You, were, you didn't have the little John scoop of halftime. Uh, I said I did have it. I just didn't you, give it to you. you. I don't know why you didn't tell our audience that. You said you had it. So then you had a chance this week. Now that it wasn't a neutral site game, because you said you might have sources, and I said no sources in Atlanta, no sources on the, the Atlanta scene for you to get the halftime show. But it's in Kansas City, as we know, so you would have the halftime scoop. And then I'm, I'm scrolling through, and the Chiefs sent out the email, and, and they say who the halftime performer was, and yet you didn't tell us ahead of time. I told you guys one time who the halftime performer was ahead of everybody else in Kansas City knowing mm-hmm. who it was. And you openly mocked me on this show. You had a chance. Why would I ever give you this scoop ever again? So are you again? claiming you knew it was Fat Joe? Yes! You knew. I can, I'll tell you this right now. I can find out all the halftime performers. If you were going to. All the, ha- all the halftime performers. The, the Super Bowl one's already announced. What do you mean all the halftime performers? You, like, you need me to figure out who's going to sing the national anthem? I'm not giving well, it to you anymore who, because. I already know who. I can tell you that. I tried to break news on the show one The guy time. that's amazing. He does it every big game. The uh, Wilson or whatever. He's fantastic. Very good. He's fantastic. Uh. Yeah, the, Why do you want to know? Would it be cooler if I told you it was Fat Joe versus Tech Nine? Well, I don't care who it is, but just well, you cared the last time I told you. I was I just was expecting the scoop. I was expecting oh. this show to have. Well, I can't get you the halftime news. Super Bowl scoop. That's already been announced. Yeah, Rihanna. Long time ago. Yeah, turns out that'll be pretty good. So hopefully we're there for that. So what do you want me to get a scoop on now? I'm just saying it's too late on Fat Joe. Can you find out if Ashanti's coming as well? Ooh, can you give me that scoop? Mm. Well, I haven't asked about that, but. I mean, I Nick, suppose I could Nick, ask. do you have any, any inside scoop? I think B-Dub might have some scoop on that. This seems like right up B-Dub's alley. This seems right What's up. What's that supposed to mean? I don't know. This seems like B-Dub's alley. You're being profile, B-Dub. No, I just think it is. He knows what he knows it is. He's he was, literally he storming out of the studio. He is. He's upset. He's leaving. See you, B-Dub. Have a great weekend, man. But no, like, he was playing. I was expecting some Fat Joe music. I didn't get any. B-Dub You'll get some, some on Sunday. Well, everybody will. At halftime. Yeah, you need everybody. some right now. Are was, you a Fat Joe fan? No. <laughs> it's like, I, not like, not, I don't. Does right it thing. ever hit the like mix? Like, if you're just like randomly listening to music when you're doing I the dishes, does Fat no. Joe hit? Because I'll hit some like '90s or 2000s well, was, R&B or rap or hip hop. I'll put like that was, that was flawed already. You said when I was doing the dishes, we've established that's okay. It doesn't matter what like menial chore you're doing, just yeah. folding laundry or doing the dishes or. I guess in this case you don't like mow a lawn, but like that's when I might listen to. Do you ever listen to music? I'm starting to worry so about you. So we've talked about this. I don't. I don't just listen to music randomly in my apartment. No, no. Ever? Just randomly? No. Nick, do you? No. Yeah. I don't just all the time, right? Well, not no. I, it's very specific. I only listen to music in the car or at the gym, and even then, I don't always do it in the car. Sometimes Never at I'm... home. Not like if you're cooking, you don't just like put music on podcast. Oh man, I can't cook and listen to a podcast. I feel like I need music. Okay, turn the, well, just, just turn the TV on. I don't need. Well, I don't have a TV in a my ba- kitchen. A college basketball. Well, you can't see. The oh, c- Cody, the I, do you cook often? <laughs> Is that something that you do sometimes? 
I heard, okay. he, I heard he bakes, too, Nick. I don't know if you've heard that. <laughs> yeah. I, heard he, I heard he bakes quite That's a cool. bit. That's cool. That's cool, man. Our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Metro Ford. View our inventory online at kcmetroford.com. We're just getting started here on a Red Friday, getting set for the AFC title game. And up next, the one player that has to have the big game outside of Mahomes. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at GANNASphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, back here on Cody and Gold. Coming up in 30 minutes, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride going to join us, our Chiefs insider. Get his thoughts. He's been on ankle watch in person. He's actually watched the 15 minutes or so that the media can watch. He's been there. We'll get a full ankle breakdown from Pete Sweeney. Plus, I want to know if he listens to music in his house. I pulled some more people in the hallway because I thought yeah. you two were crazy. And? Uh, Speck doesn't listen to music, but his opinion doesn't count. He's, why? He's, why, he's why, why do you care? Why do you? He's why odd. He threw away salmon once because he said it wasn't cooked enough. Why did well, you spend well, Why did well, you yeah, spend the commercial break going into the hallway and bothering other employees. It was two to people. It was Speck and B-Dub. B-Dub said all the time listens to music. Cook, clean, laundry, whatever. 
all the time, constantly. It's just the, you just know, the car. Alex, do you ever notice how Cody is constantly seeking validation that he is, in fact, normal? <laughs> <laughs> it happens a lot. It happens a lot. Nobody walks around this office more often than Cody just saying, am I crazy? Am I crazy for this one thing? If you have to keep asking, Cody... I think in this case, it's you that is crazy. I know that you think Do you that. listen to music in the shower, too? Uh, not, not really. Okay. I've just, we've already established that Cody can't handle silence well. That's accurate. That's, we have, you know what? Maybe is. that's why I'm always listening to music. <laughs> I don't like that. Silence is bad. I was, I was thinking more, obviously, as we all are, just what has to happen on, on Sunday night for a win to occur, other than Patrick Mahomes playing well and, and the ankle not hindering him as much as earlier in the week people thought maybe it would. But if you're looking at another player that has to have a big game, I think this is another guy that's obvious, and it's, it's Chris Jones. He has been able to make impacts in the postseason without getting sacks. We know that, right? We know the history, no playoff sacks in his NFL career, which is still wild to think about. But I still find it very hard to believe the Chiefs will win on Sunday night if Chris Jones does not get his first playoff sack. You can say, well, how is that possible? Well, yeah, Frank Clark gets two sacks or something. I guess that could make up or for Or Karloff just or, gets two, yeah. But I really think this time to break this 3-0 and stretch of wins for Cincinnati and also what happened in the title game last year. We all saw the second half. Chris Jones was open about it even this offseason, remembering like if he even gets Burrow one time last year in the title game, they, they probably win that game. Yeah, so I still think that applies in this one. They have to find a way to get pressure on Joe Burrow and get sacks. And so who's the number one option for that? Of course, it's Chris Jones, the guy that's an all pro, a guy that's going to finish, you know, second or third, most likely in defensive player of the year this year. They're really, you know, Chris Jones, I feel like falls in that category, obviously because of his importance to the defense this season. There are three other players that stand out to me. This like who has to have their game to make sure they get past Cincinnati. One Orlando Brown jr. Who had a rough first half in the last game, but then played so well in the second half and helping them get the win. And has had kind of an up and down year. But Orlando Brown Jr., we understand his importance, especially considering the fact that Patrick Mahomes might be on a limited ankle. The other two are on the defensive side. And they're probably not going to be the answers you expect. One is Trip McDuffie. I know that he is a rookie, and it might be asking too much of a rookie to have this major impact in a game. But they are averaging less than a hundred yards less passing against them when Trip McDuffie is on the field than with them. Some of that's bad quarterback play. I'm not going to pretend like it's not bad quarterback play, but a hundred less yards when Trip McDuffie plays for them in the past defense versus not. And I still think of all the corners, he's the most likely one at this point who's had some chances to get his hands on the ball that hasn't completed it yet. Jalen Watson comes up with his here or there. We know what Snead is, more of a cover guy who sometimes gets the turnovers, but he's not a big turnover guy, never has been. I feel like McDuffie's been on the precipice a couple of times, and it's time for him. The third guy, well, it's his fault from yesterday. It's Willie Gay. They got beat at safety. They got beat at linebacker in this last game. They got beat in the middle of the field. Willie Gay decided to be the one Chiefs player who's going to stand up to the Bengals, and honestly, I like it. I don't care that he said what he said. Yeah, this was what he said yesterday. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Pretty simple, just nothing. That was, nothing. That, he's like, what impresses you about the, the Cincinnati offense? And look, I heard Jamar and everybody else cry foul, even though they have obviously been the much louder voice in the room here. But that's where they got beat the last time through the field. They're going to have to make sure that Cincinnati can't get to them the same way they did, whether it was Pirine or the tight ends or anybody else over the middle. The safeties and the linebackers got picked on in this one. And I think... I'm choosing Willie Gay because he's chosen to be amped up for this one. He's chosen to be a voice against Cincinnati's trash talk this week. Cool. 
but somebody has to step up, and I think Willie Gay is a big answer to that. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, he's just the one that, uh, by saying very little, he said he said a lot, and it gets back to Cincinnati. I mean, he said he said nothing. Literally, he said he said nothing. Uh, but but that is how this kind of goes when there's one game that everybody's keying in on. And these two teams have started to hate each other. Yeah, which is fun. I mean, it's going to be awesome on Sunday night. I mean, there there's you can't have any more motivation than what both these teams have to go out to Arrowhead and, and, and get a win for, for both of them. I think Nick Bolton absolutely is the same boat as Willie Gay, though, for this thing. I mean, same, that because, grouping. Because yeah. in week 13, we saw the middle of the field was was wide open for them. They really struggled to tackle. You mentioned P. Ryan. It wasn't Mixon, but P. Ryan was able to run right up the middle of the field. Well, and the safeties, too. Justin Reed missed some tackles. He was good in coverage, but he missed some tackles there near the line of scrimmage, right? Yeah, and other than that, like offensively, though, if you go on back on the offensive side, you, know, you, you I think yesterday we were talking about Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't think it has to be one particular guy outside of Kelsey. I think it is just, is, is there going to be one other receiver? Like one, it, it, it doesn't you have to be who? Juju. It could be, you know, it's probably not going to be McColl. He's, he's, he's Tony more, more lately. not going to play. But yeah, Tony, or honestly, even if it's Justin Watson making one big grab or two, like somebody else has to have that big play in the offense other than Travis Kelsey at some point in this game. And I'll remind people over and over as we have all week. I mean, the Chiefs, have have had a lead in all three of these games. It's not as if Cincinnati start to finish just led the game and you just never could come back. The Chiefs led in all three of these games in the past. They've been able to move the ball in the past on Cincinnati. And so that that hasn't been as problematic. It's really to me is on on the defensive side of the ball and were they able to actually get the stops on that end when they need it. It's so hard on the offensive end to be like this guy has to have a big game because just as long as Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are on the field, we're good here. I don't, you know, like I know they'll have big games, so do I really need a third? Do I need Isaiah Pacheco, right? Do they have to have, like, a rushing attack? I don't know, man. I've seen them win hundreds of times, handing the ball off 13 times to the running back. So I don't know that I feel like Pacheco has to be the guy. Orlando Brown, I think, is important because I trust the interior part of the line way more than I do the tackles, and I, I could see why this is – and this is a huge game for Orlando Brown Jr., he, we talked about, like, to open the show. We talked about how much this means for the team. For Orlando Brown Jr., a guy who asked to be one of the highest-paid left tackles in all the NFL last year, who's essentially auditioning both for his own team to give him a large contract and for other teams to consider giving him one of the largest contracts in NFL history, he's trying to prove that if you go into the postseason and you need a left tackle, I'm your guy. And there are other elite-level left tackles, right? Just look at the other side on the NFC who are going to be there for their teams. His importance, considering the unknown a little bit with the ankle, it seems massive on the offense. He's way more important than any other player outside of Kelsey and Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, I think both tackles, you look at the left tackle for obvious reasons, but I still I mean, this goes with Andrew Wiley as well, both those guys. And, you know, this is probably why Jarek McKinnon might be left in even more than normal to help pass block just in case it becomes an issue. I mean, initially, I think going in, they would love to to not have to rely on, on Jarek McKinnon to stay in even more and, and hope. Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley hold their own, but if not, that's where you start to wonder if McKinnon stays even even more than than normal. You mentioned Orlando Brown Jr. and, and Pacheco a little bit, but like, how do you close out a game finally against Cincinnati? Because that, I mean, deep down, that has been the biggest issue with fourth quarter. Let leads. They, they've led in the fourth quarter in each of the three the Chiefs have. So how do you how do you close out a game? I actually think Pacheco is part of that formula. We know the Chiefs are never going to be a 50-50 run pass, nor should they. I don't you know, want them to. You be. have Patrick Mahomes, you have Travis Kelsey. Uh, you, you, nobody's saying to run the ball more than pass or be 50-50. But in the fourth quarter, if you're fortunate, and we're sitting there on Sunday night at Arrowhead, and the Chiefs have a lead period, let alone a touchdown lead or double-digit lead, hopefully, right? If they're in that spot, 
Are you willing to lean on Isaiah Pacheco more? Do you have more confidence in him now than you did in week 13? I would say yes. The answer yes. Absolutely. So lean on him a little bit more. With his running style, I think it bodes well for you. I would like to see that. I think that is part of the formula. How do you close out a game? I'm not worried about Kelsey fumbling again. That was a once a season type of thing or once every two seasons. He doesn't usually fumble. That was unheard of. Um, Not really concerned about him one bit, but can you run the football? Are you willing to actually run the football with the lead in the fourth quarter? It's the self-imposed mistakes. Those are the reasons why. It's making your own error. Whether it be, and, and I would tell you that the mistakes have been different. Like it was the Kelsey fumble in one. It was an inability. It was, I think the mistake was on Spags in the regular season game last year when he was like, you know what? I'm going to put Shavarius Ward on Jamar Chase just one more time. Remember? Remember when it was like third and a million, like fourth and, and 20? Third and 18 or something. Didn't matter. Yeah. Just kept throwing it up to Jamar Chase. They kept leaving him on the island. They blitzed, right? To try to get him out of field goal range. I think that was a mistake. But it's mistakes they're making. I do think that that is important when we talk about this. In all three of the games that they won or or that they lost against Cincinnati, it was things they were doing wrong to lose the game more than it was the things Cincinnati was doing right to beat them. They were standing in their own way. With the exception of one thing, and we've we've said it probably ten times this week. I said it five minutes ago. How else do you close out a game? Chris Jones or somebody gets a damn sack yeah. late in the fourth quarter to seal the game, a finisher, right? Like that's part of this as well. And that, that to me, that's where Cincinnati gets a lot of credit. Actually, as much as the chiefs have self-imposed mistakes, I'm with you. That's one, which is hey, Joe Burrow and that offensive line for Cincy gets a lot of credit. They have been able to keep Joe Burrow upright. Can the situation is going to probably present itself on Sunday night. Can somebody on that defense get what seems like a game ceiling type of sack that instead of hey, it's third and five and Cincinnati's got the ball at midfield down three. Can somebody come up with a big sack in that spot to bump them out of field goal or to bump them out to a situation where they're going to have to punt the ball and they can't go for a fourth and three like they would normally in that spot. Something like that has to happen. This might be why I'm so confident in this game. Why I've grown more confident as the game and the conversation we had a little bit yesterday They have an advantage there. What you're asking, Gold, is not a big ask. Like You're not being like, hey, could you do me like a like Mahomes? I know, big favor. I need six touchdowns and 600 yards in this game. Do you mind? (laughs) You're not even asking something absurd. You're asking for the team that finished second in the NFL in sacks for an offensive line that is starting two guys who weren't even on their offensive line at any point this season to get sacks against what has been the offensive line that's given up top five in sacks each of the last three seasons. Right, but for whatever reason, for whatever reason, when they play Kansas City, their offensive line and or the Chiefs have not been the same year. That's what's bizarre about it. You're right. The the Chiefs, other than Philly, the the best sack team in football. For the first time, though, in this entire run, I honestly think you're saying, hey, someone needs to go get that big sack. I think they have five players capable of getting it. Like, I wouldn't have said that at any yeah. other point until we go back to we can go back to the Bob Sutton, Justin Houston, Tom Bahali, Allen Bailey years, if you want, where I thought, okay, there are five guys on the defensive line who are capable of getting it. Right now, Chris Jones, George Karloftis, Frank Clark, Michael Dana, and Carlos Dunlap are capable of getting a big sack for you in a big moment on the defensive line and have all been playing better football lately than they were even at the earlier portion of the season. So we're saying that no excuse then, right? If they can't get home. Absolutely right? not. I mean, that's the thing. I, I, 100%. It can't just be like, oh, Burrow got rid of the ball too fast. No. You were the second best sack team in the NFL this year. You got five legitimate guys on the defensive line who could get sacks for you this season. Not to mention you're the best blitzing team in the NFL. 
You don't get excuses in the sack department. You you have to get some. Burrow hasn't been sacked more than two times, actually, during this winning streak. So it's not like you're getting to him all the time. He's not four or five sacks. It may only take one, man. It may only take one. But wait, That's the all it would have taken in the AFC yeah, title that's game. That's Last exactly right. season. Nick's Notable Notes. All right, guys. Red Friday edition of Nick's Notable Notes. You know I love gambling. I love those prop bets, man. Oh, that's that's all you, you know. I love prop I bets. I don't do any prop bets. Well, no, you do. I don't prop bet bets. at all. Some I never of, bet. You either. There's there's two types of betters. There's betters and, and and guys who do prop bets well. And you know which camp I'm in. I, I prop bet well. That's so right. I want to throw a few your guys' way. Let's start first with the NFC Championship game. Jalen Hurts, forty six and a half rushing yards against that San Francisco front. Under. Like, really. Why do you say it with such disgust? Uh, well, look, I think the way that I look at that team is I think San Francisco is a little bit like the Chiefs in this regard. They've been underestimated a little bit on the defense for a majority of the season. Hurts can certainly capable of getting that yardage, but I think that I think that this one's a slugfest again, similar to what we just watched with Dallas. I'm pretty sure that these two teams are going to play some hideous 2017 game. Six times this year he went over that total in the regular season for, for Jalen Hurts. I think I lean over. I, I think part of the formula for San Francisco to win the game is going to involve Jalen Hurts having to do that. Like, if you think San Francisco is winning, then you probably like the under for that because I think that is part of the formula for that offense. Jalen Hurts and his mobility. It's another week where the shoulders had another week to heal up. Last week, they didn't have to you know, do a whole lot considering the lead that they built up. Um, but I think this week, part of the formula is going to be Jalen Hurts running the ball. Yeah, for the formula, San Francisco, I would imagine it's just Brock Purdy not being a complete liability, right? That's where you start. His, it's worked, man. His over-under is 218 and a half passing yards. Are you still waiting for one of those games where you say, oh, yeah, this is why every team passed on him seven times? Man, I've been waiting for a while. I, I Last week, I thought he would finally, against that impressive front of Dallas with Micah Parsons and company, I thought he would turn into a pumpkin. But it's he's in the NFC title game now. This like, is the, this, he didn't this even Eagles have to throw team, a though, touchdown in that game. This Eagles team, though, led the NFL in sacks this right. year. He will finally throw a pick, though. Like, that's finally how he's, he's come close multiple times. He's finally going to throw a you pick. You promise. Yeah, I mean, I can bet on that. We, you, wanna, you and I want to do Is a that bet? your lock of the week? Not a lock of the week. I'm not going to do a lock for Ooh. someone to throw a pick. What's your lock? lock? What's your Goldie it's not, lock? The Goldie lock last night, if you can listen to that betting show, it's podcasted up on 610sports.com. We gave out three Goldie locks. One of them was not a... Uh, was not a Brock Purdy interception. Well, what was one of them? Can you give us a taste? Of the under in that game, under 46 okay. and a half. And so there you go. Both I do have a hard top 10% of run uh, run plays in football, both those teams. Like the, the not even the turning to the pumpkin part. This is the, does it pass the eye test? No rookie quarterback has ever started a Super Bowl for their team. It's going to be Brock Purdy? That's the one? There have been so many great rookie quarterbacks, but it's going to be Brock Purdy. Great they team. got the last pick in the draft. He's the person who breaks through. All right, let's keep this train moving. Let's go to the AFC Championship game. Let's start with Patrick Mahomes. I wanted to bring up a rushing prop for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, there are none posted well, as yeah. of right now. So the passing prop for him, 282 and a half. No, I'm taking the over. Right? He averaged almost yeah. 320 during the regular season. He averages over 300 in his postseason career. I, I mean, he, to me, I don't want to say it was overblown on Monday because there was reason to be very, very concerned about the high ankle sprain. But with the news that continues to come out, like I just find it hard to believe, even if you think they lose on Sunday, that Mahomes is not throwing for more than 282. Like, I mean, I just... Are you, Honestly, so, if they lose, it might be easier to hit them. Well, that's too. So yeah. it's that's like, too. 
Uh, Jamar Chase, we know he has a pretty fruitful history against Kansas City. 83 and a half receiving yards for him in this game. So they really made him work for the 95 yards he got in the regular season. None of it was easy. No real big plays to be had. I thought between Sneed and McDuffie, they did a really good job. And McDuffie actually one of the few people to get an OPI call against Jamar Chase in that game. But I still lean towards the over. He's just one of those, like, there's a certain amount of 82 and a half. There's a certain amount of yardage I just kind of have to, like, concede to Jamar Chase, and that feels like the number. Eight times this year, he went over that number. And he only played 12 games. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. So, we'll go ahead and hammer that over. Here's what's funny about player prop. Nobody ever wants to really bet unders, which is not, like, it's not fun. Like, you're just, like, so I'm just saying, like, this one feels like it, an obvious over, but I'll, I'll go under on this one. Okay, I'll give you another chance to go under if you want to. This okay. is a low. This would be a low number to go under on. Kadarius Tony, thirty-six and a half receiving under. yards. That is I'm, way too high. Yeah. That's as high as Juju Smith-Schuster's number. Is no, he's forty-seven. Yeah, Juju's forty-seven. They're a little too close. I, I'll go under on Tony. I think there's more. It's more likely. I would rather bet an anytime touchdown for Kadarius Tony than over on receiving because I could see Tony getting two or three catches, but they're in the red zone. He ends up two catches, a touchdown for twenty-three yards or something. I, I could see that stat line for Tony more than you know five catches for forty yards or thirty-five yards. These two teams finished first in the case of Kansas City, seventh in the case of Cincinnati in points per game this year. So your final prop bet today on notes, 48 points in this game. Over. Oh, you said that with gusto. Over. I I think both offenses are going to move. The weather's not going to be. I kind of wish I'd have gotten it when it was like 46 and a half, but yeah. Yeah, the number's gone back up. There was the same line movement we saw for the spread. We saw for the total. Uh, I'll go over for the game because it's going to be cold. We know that windshield's going to be like 10, but it's not snowing. It's not going to be really, really windy necessarily. So I don't think it'll impact the offenses in that way. Uh, And we know how the last couple of games have gone. 27-24, the last two matchups. You think this could be played in the 30s? You think it will be played in the 30s? I think it's, I think someone asked me to score earlier this week. I, I believe it's like 28-24 type of football game. But don't tell us who because we have to That's save right. those predictions That's for right. later. That's right. All right, guys, that is Nick's Notable Notes on a Red Friday. Thank you, Nick. Are they different on a Red Friday? Do you mm-hmm. bring a certain level of... Everything's different on Red Friday, Cody. Don't Everything? You know don't you know that by now? When you're driving into work, traffic just flows a little smoother, doesn't it? I mean, that seemed like a pretty normal drive for me. I don't, I don't really? feel like it's your drive felt I felt like mine was a few minutes shorter. Is now, is now a good time to point out that you're the only person not wearing red on Red Friday? Yeah, well, what's up with that? You're wearing a KU hat. On AFC Championship game well, Red Friday? It's also Blue Friday. It's Blue no, Friday it's for, not, the, for the Hawks. Blue, the Hawks play. Blue Friday. <laughs> the Hawks play That's Kentucky not a thing. I forgot, okay? I forgot it was Red Friday until I got here. And I knew it was Friday. <laughs> okay. Our NFL playoff coverage on 610. Cody's Roxy disgusted by- with me. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. I mean, eat, drink, scenic. I'd let it go for like a week four. I don't, you know, like whatever. It's fine. Feels like AFC Championship game. Okay, you have a hint of red in your outfit today, so I don't really want to hear it from you. In fairness, though, oh, he's. I got a full Creed's Good shirt on under here. Doesn't count if you're covering it up. I think we've all established that those are Red Friday policies. So one, yeah, the red being covered up doesn't count. However, he's fine. He's wearing a Super Bowl champion hoodie. I think we're good for Red Friday. Oh, is it it Gray Friday? Did they change the name recently? (laughs) It's red. It's Red Friday. He's fine. He's good. I'm wearing a Super Bowl sweatshirt because I feel like they have Super Bowl vibes. 
I don't know who would think that they wouldn't. I, ever. Have, I think they have Super Bowl vibes. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you have the audio saved. I'm pretty sure about a week and a half ago you said, you know, guys, I just don't, you know, this Chiefs team just doesn't have Super Bowl vibes. I think we lost pretty, that audio. I think we <laughs> lost great, that I audio. Cut out. I think we can find it. I think you picked the Chargers to beat the Chiefs. Oh, oh actually, I did find it. Here we go, Alex. Here is that audio you were speaking yes. of. I hope they lose okay. the Cincinnati. Oh, wait. That's Oops. not the audio. Oops. That's true. You did say, Cody, <sighs> two days ago, you hope the know. Chiefs lose. That, I, I mean, was mostly an emotional overreaction to Carl Sheffer's being the Super Bowl, and then I quickly retracted and said, that's not what I actually mean. I'm just mad at the NFL for putting Carl Sheffers what, as the head referee. What's the saying that, you know, at your at your most vulnerable emotional state, we find out how you truly feel? <laughs> I'm not allowing you to flip this on me. In your most emotional state, you said that the Chargers were winning the Super Bowl. That wasn't The emotional. Chargers! No. I didn't say the Chargers were winning the Super he Bowl. said they have Super Bowl vibes. I said the <laughs> Bills were winning the Super Bowl, so... Well, Equally awesome. incorrect, but <laughs> get it right. If you're going to be a smart mouth, at least get your facts straight. At least get the, the team you had predicted to win the Super Bowl correct. Turns out the Bills did not have Super Bowl vibes. Anti-vibes. Uh, no, they didn't. Their vibes were very bad in that Cincinnati game. They folded up shop quick. That was what was really surprising, just how quickly they kind of caved uh, uh, in terms of what Cincinnati was able to do. Since he jumped out to the quick lead, that's something you're not worried about for either team on Sunday. Both Cincinnati found themselves down, as we know, to Kansas City through these three matchups and came back and won. And Kansas City, their whole 2019, they got you that hoodie that says Super Bowl champions was all built on. I did buy this in like 2021, but you know. It's it's, yeah, don't tell anybody that. Just, just roll with it and say you bought it right after the Super Bowl. <laughs> don't tell people you waited a full year later to get it. Two years. Two years later. We get discount, you know? That's what it was. It was Martin on hunting. sale for 1388 I thought. You got that's that a good for price for bucks. A, so that's a good price on a hoodie. So that is. I'm going to buy it now, two years after they won the Super Bowl. Gold, will you, if they win the Super Bowl, will, how quickly will you purchase Super Bowl gear? His mom will be at the store that night. Yeah, I'll Wait, have mom? one. Before, well, because that she's lot. usually the one who goes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know yourself? why we've no, we've done this no, show long enough. I now know who goes to the store for gear. For yeah, the Super when Bowl. when it comes to Chief stuff, if the team wins, uh, usually my mom will run to Rally House and get stuff, and she'll ask, "Do I want a hoodie?" And I'm supposed to say, "No, of course I want a hoodie." Like so, the, like the night of the like the second uh, the game, ends? she won't go the night of. She'll probably go the the next morning if that's the case. So like if we're if the Chiefs win Sunday and we're in Phoenix and they win while we're in Phoenix. Before I land back in KC, I'll have a hoodie probably waiting for me. Yes, Cody's, Cody's like, correct. It'll be waiting for you at your, on your doorstep? No, not, not, not that literal, no. Gosh. I will wait two and a half years and then purchase one. I look, I, it's a good problem to have. I, ho- I hope we're talking about new Super Bowl gear. Got to take care of business, of course, on Sunday first and foremost. Up next, though, we go out to the hotline and welcome in Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider from ArrowheadPride.com. Get his thoughts on what he's seen from the ankle of Patrick Mahomes and his final prediction for Sunday. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. 
Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.